And this is about, I mean, basically his argument is that the Republican Party is preparing to steal the presidential election in 2024. There's an apparatus of election theft currently underway, basically yeah. a combination of planned subversion and violence, right? And I, as, as yeah, go ahead. Uh, I as a as just as a preliminary thing, I want to note that uh, Gelman, who is a Washington reports Washington Post reporter who worked with the uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald on the Snowden documents and later broke with him because he s- said that Greenwald was a duplicitous motherfucker. Basically um, he wrote an article for the, the Atlantic again, problematic publication, but I think the article was sound before it was like back in September of 2020 or something saying like Trump's, if Trump loses, he's not going to concede defeat. He's going to try to overturn the election. And he's going to take advantage of all of these loopholes in the Electoral Count Act from like 1875 or whatever it is. It's a vague ass yeah. piece of shit. Um, he was the Cassandra, right? Yeah. And and a lot of people, including Greenwald and a lot of other, you know, uh, sort of uh, anti, anti uh, Trump people, <laughs> Matt Taibbi, yeah. Michael Tracy and so on. They are all like Barton Gelman, you dumb motherfucker. This is this is uh, the uh, completely Can we call ridiculous. Them- can we call them douchebags incorporated? I just came up with that. <laughs> but they they there were a lot of people who loudly predicted that there would not be any sort of attempt to overturn the election after the douchebag mafia. The, the douchebag, douchebag mafia, mafia, they said that. And they were proven wrong. And they and there has like that I think is a major engine of how much a lot of these people have moved to the right over the last uh you know, since since Biden won is an attempt to save face basically an attempt to uh to 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 cover up their failed prediction that there wouldn't be a coup that in fact uh you know maybe there was a coup but maybe it was good or maybe you know maybe it was like a coochie coochie coup yeah maybe all the people uh in jail as a result of trying to overthrow the government are victims of the deep state and that (laughs) uh you know uh criminal justice reform Police abolitionists yeah, right. should uh, right. should uh, support releasing all the fascists from prison. You know, <laughs> these are the quality of arguments they have to muster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But here's the actual situation as detailed in this piece, which I think uh, is a very kind of uh, if, you're, if you're not already freaking out about the state of, of uh, play here, uh, aside from the pandemic, the, the, the rise of of uh, fascist tendencies. And power grabs. You have here the the attempts to systematically um, discount, right? Ballot counting or ballot discounting strategies uh, being concocted and uh, learned learned about from the failures of the attempt in twenty twenty. <clears throat> the, the the Republicans are trying to figure out how to basically discount as many ballots as possible. Uh, that would go towards the Democrat, right? Uh, also, the state legislators around the country that are, uh, you know, vastly uh, so so many states are are basically GOP state legislatures. They are looking at um, you know constitutional um, ways to override the or substitute for the popular vote of the people although it's it's actually unconstitutional in the way that they want to do it but they want to try to appeal to certain uh procedural ways that electoral votes 
and electors uh, are decided by circumventing the popular vote, perhaps. And then there's the kind of broader support for those efforts by people in positions of power or in positions of party leadership, uh, that the actual, you know, Trump type voter or Trump type supporter uh, is broadly being propagandized with fraud paranoia, fake news paranoia, stolen election paranoia, basically a, a broader epistemological project to undermine truth um, and facilitate conspiracy theories. And lastly, the idea that the insurrection, uh, the putsch, as we call it on, on January 6th, was uh, a rehearsal and a recruitment opportunity, basically, uh, casting the insurgents as martyrs and um, facilitating, hopefully, more such uh, soldiers in, in this overall war to, uh, to take back the country, the, the great replacement kind of motive, uh, to, to fight against the danger of the liberals and, and the minorities, uh, taking over. Right. So that's kind of a synopsis of, of some of the, 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 the dangers being fomented. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I, I, uh, I hadn't thought of, um, I had sort of forgotten about the, um, the mentality angle, uh, Gelman profiles this guy, you know, who is like a sort of Ur Trumper. He, uh, he is a, f a firefighter who had like a successful career, you know, as a firefighter, but was like in his mind stymied by affirmative action after the civil rights legislation. The like minorities got the job that he was, you know, you know, quote unquote, like des deserve to get, um, but there's a, there's some great stuff in there about how, uh, you know, this guy, like this guy, along with the rest of the Republican base has basically been trained slash trained himself to believe whatever is most con politically convenient to believe, no matter how fucking ridiculous it is, no matter how much it contradicts itself None of that matters at all. It is just like like belief as pure and unadulterated, you know, propaganda. You know what it is? You know what it is? Trump, it occurs to me now, Trump is a magician who has cultivated the art of magical thinking. And he mm -hmm. is... Uh, he has inspired and modeled for his supporters the the excellence of thinking magically, and, and this magical thinking as a, as a virtue or an excellence uh, in these people is something they deploy, as you can see in the interview here. They they deploy in correspondence and conversation in, in a quote unquote honest, you know, uh, sincere, good faith discussion with this journalist. The magical thinking is the predominant mode of, of, of thinking. Uh, and, and it's, it's something I think that has been well, well crafted and, and habituated, uh, over time. I would, I would suggest because of how Trump has modeled it for people. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to, uh, I, I posted a, a quote, uh, from Hannah Arendt and the origins of totalitarianism on, um, on Twitter, but I, I think it's, it, it speaks exactly to what's sort of going on here. Uh, she, uh, in talking about propaganda, she says, 
quote, a mixture of gullibility and cynicism had been an outstanding characteristic of mob mentality before it became an everyday phenomenon of masses. In an ever-changing, incomprehensible world, the masses had reached a point where they would, at the same time, believe everything and nothing, think that everything was possible, and that nothing was true. The mixture in itself was remarkable enough because it spelled the end of the illusion that gullibility was a weakness of unsuspecting primitive souls and cynicism the vice of superior and refined minds. Mass propaganda discovered that its audience was ready at all times to believe the worst, no matter how absurd, and did not particularly object to being deceived because it held every statement to be a lie anyhow. The totalitarian mass leaders based their propaganda on the correct psychological assumption that, under such conditions, one could make people believe the most fantastic statements one day and trust that if the next day they were given irrefutable proof of their falsehood, they would take refuge in cynicism instead of deserting the leaders who had lied to them. They would protest that they had known all along that the statement was a lie and would admire the leader leaders for their superior tactical cleverness. That's the end of the preview, folks. If you want to hear the whole episode, you can go to patreon.com slash left anchor. Thanks for listening.